0: I used to be very addicted to consuming a very high level of caffeine in the morning. Yeah. Like, if I don't have this, like, intense amount of caffeine, like, my brain turns to mush and hurts and, like, just, like, severe withdrawal if I don't get, like...
1: That's me, pretty much. Yeah,
0: like, a lot of caffeine. Like, it's, like oh, you want to go to this, like, Greasy Spoon diner and not, like, a coffee shop? Like, that's not good enough. Like, I can, I'm can i drinking, <laughs> like, seven cups of, like, weak coffee at this yeah. diner, and it's not working. And so oh I would then, like... I tried to find the best, like, can bring it with me caffeine solution for, like, this is... I can have this no matter where we are, and I can make it no matter where we are. Yeah. And, yeah, those tea bags don't work.
1: Yeah, like that's literally in my logo on my mug coffee black whiskey (laughs) yes i I drink so much amen coffee i got addicted just from working at coffee shops for so long yeah i just can't imagine there's rarely a day where i go without at least one cup
0: totally yeah
1: Americanahighways.org is a website that stays on the road collecting Americana stories. From recent show reviews of Charlie Daniels Band, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, Allison Moore, and Tyler Childers, to interviews of Keb Moe, Americana Highways is on the forefront of the Americana scene. They have album reviews, playlists, such as the Back Roads playlist, which is my favorite, on Spotify, curated by your favorite podcast host and songwriter, Will Payne Harrison as well as essays and road journals by musicians. Americanahighways.org. Bookmark their page today and go follow my playlist on Spotify. Americana Highway's Back Road Playlist is currently featured on my Spotify artist page. Hey everyone, Uh, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I'm really excited to have Jen Starsnick on. She's been a friend for a few years. Uh, she's an incredible songwriter, uh, master fiddle player, and uh, all-around fun hang, which we'll find out in this episode. We had a great time talking, and her new album, Bad Actor, or her new EP, Bad Actor, is coming out uh, this Friday, February 7th, so uh, you should, if you're in Nashville, go to her EP release with uh, My Politic and Becky Warren and a bunch of other people are going to be playing on February 8th at the Five Spot. And if you're in town on February 7th, you should check out Will Payne Harrison at The Sutler. It's free. Um, let's see. John Dennis, uh, Jess Jacoy, John Cavendish. Uh, a lot of new music coming out that you should check out, uh, along with Jen Starznik this uh, month. It's going to be a really good month full of music. Um, I just did an interview today with Bure. It's going to be out later this month. I'm really excited about it. We had a great time uh, talking and hanging out. And, uh, he's actually, uh, we're working on doing a showcase, uh, for Americana station. Uh, a lot of, uh, stuff to announce about that later, um, when his episode comes out, but we're hoping to get that, uh, all lined up, uh, and ready to go where you can see Bure, uh, at an Americana station showcase here in town. Um, make sure that you follow my playlist on Americana highways, the back road playlist on Spotify. Um, And uh, let's uh, listen to Jen Starsnick and uh, what she has to say. Hey everyone, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. Today I have Jen Starsnick on. Um, I'm really excited to have her. I've been listening to her new singles that have been coming out on Spotify and you should be too. Um, Thanks so much for stopping by.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Will.
1: Um, so your new album is, what's the name of the new album?
0: It's called Bad Actor.
1: Bad Actor is coming yeah. out February 7th. That's true. On all streaming platforms, but even more importantly, online. online. Uh, it's available to purchase on it's iTunes. It's
0: available to purchase on iTunes and Amazon Music if you do that. and
1: Physical copies.
0: Too, yeah. I was just going to say, if you want to go ultimate su- independent artist support style, which I always recommend for music that you like. I, that's how I do music. Like i listen on Spotify. And if I kind of fall in love with a song or a record, I'm like, I'm going to go buy this. So I support this yep. person and you can go to my website and there's a little store link there. You can actually pre-order a digital download of the record and also a digital download plus physical copy that I'll, then I'll mail to you.
1: And it's uh six songs. Yeah. Uh, extended play totally and uh is it gonna be available on vinyl
0: um right now it is not yeah. though i would love to do that it's a little bit of a funny length for vinyl yeah um how long is like, the album well it's six songs but it's like a kind of a dreamy indie rock record so like one of the songs yeah. is seven and a half minutes long so it's like a solid half hour play time okay um half hour plus so
1: I was trying to think of like a, a cross between Americana and shoegaze, like shoegaze, Gaze or something. Yeah. <laughs> something.
0: Well, will you be my uh, marketing director? and yeah. My branding yeah. person. <laughs> what did you came up with earlier? Uh, war on drugs meets Lucinda Williams. Right. Who, like yeah. two of my favorite bands, literally. So I'm a fiddle player. That was like my f- fiddle was like the first musical thing that I really studied, I think. Um, and I used to, learn like i used to learn how to play fiddle from listening to lucinda williams sing and i would like try to play melodies with as much like shape that that she has when she sings i think she's like so incredible
1: yeah yeah her melodies are so great too yeah as are yours um you started off on fiddle you went to belmont correct i
0: went to berkeley in boston berkeley sorry no it's
1: (laughs) one of the bees no, uh,
0: you, no. I, I don't subscribe to like the, I feel like <laughs> when I went to school, there was like a Berkeley versus Belmont vibe. I <laughs> couldn't care less. What, did you go
1: that. for songwriting or did you go for fiddle or I performance?
0: I initially went to Berkeley for violin performance and then, um, but always wrote songs and, but was really shy about it. I was like that kid. Yeah. And my friend Emily and I in high school kind of started Writing songs and like playing them at coffee shops together, but I was still like way too self-doubt-y to like own being a songwriter. But then when I was at Berkeley, um, there's a there was a professor there. There is a professor there named Mark Simos who actually wrote um a bunch some of like my favorite Allison Krauss songs. Yeah, like Crazy Faith, Ugh. um, and. I was in like a kind of old time fiddle ensemble my freshman year with him. And then he asked if anyone had songs that they wrote and I played a song that I wrote there and he was like, you're a good songwriter. You should take some songwriting classes. And so I started doing that and it was just like, okay, this is what I actually want to do. And um, so I I kind of ended up taking a lot of courses there and then um, I started touring playing like, fiddle in, as a side gig in different people's bands and then kind of just like uh, um, a lot of people at Berkeley talk about like oh you if you don't if you graduated like that was bad like it's good so good to drop out of college and I'm just like that's not the kind <laughs> of you know I'm definitely I'm the first like woman in my family to go to four-year college so it was like I was definitely like wanted a Duke college degree so but I kind of switched my major to to graduate early so i think i was like a professional music major or something but i studied both things there is the short answer to your question
1: that's great um and did you meet georgia at berkeley i did meet
0: georgia at berkeley so there was um at berkeley there was a songwriting club that was very like pop oriented and so i like i like your fanny's house of music t-shirt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> my roommate, Interrupting. Yeah. yeah, the podcast um, I started a like a roots songwriting club just to like have a space for it to like hang out and talk about songs that like weren't pop songs And that's how georgia came to it. And that's how we met and now she's my like platonic life partner
1: And also your partner with girls right nashville.
0: Yeah, we it, run um, a non-profit together So we're just very involved in each other's lives
1: yeah. So, I mean, um, let's get into that a little bit. So you started a nonprofit here in Nashville to encourage young women to write more songs with Georgia English. Mm-hmm. And, um, you started that a year ago, right? Or we two years started ago?
0: That, we're in our fourth season right now. So we, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm far behind on,
0: no, I, it feels, it feels simultaneously like it was maybe a decade ago or like it was two days ago sometimes i wake up and i'm just like how old am i how did i get here
1: <laughs> how long have you been in nashville
0: i've been in nashville six years in okay. february um yeah
1: i'll, I'll, I'll be six, six in may oh nice same
0: same class
2: yeah
0: <laughs> um but yeah we started that T- 2017 was the first year that we did it um just as a community arts project we had a m- micro grant from metro arts it with, which is, if anyone's interested in doing, like, a community art project, Metro Arts has this amazing program called the Thrive Grant Program that they give not to nonprofits or anything, but, like, to artists who want to kind of do something to engage the community through art. And it was, like, a $2,800 grant, and we did the first season of Girls Right, which is we pair local, middle, and high school girls with professional adult female musicians and songwriters to learn about music to learn about production and also just to kind of um gain confidence and leadership skills and tech skills and creative skills while going through that kind of painful adolescent transition into adulthood that really throws us all for a loop
1: Well, it's just so cool that you're giving them, like, a platform to be, like, I feel like so often, especially in Nashville, there's so many people that write songs secretly and are like, oh, no, I, I'm not really a songwriter. But you're giving them a platform totally. to say, yes, you are. Yeah, exactly. Awesome.
0: It's really trying to um, celebrate and learn the power and, like, owning who you are, owning your narrative. And it's, like, yeah. that's something that, like, people had to tell me when I was a lot older than they were, of, like, hey, you're good, but if you don't if you're not willing to show up and be like, this is who I am, this is yeah. what I'm good at. I'm proud of what I do and I'm, I'm behind it. Then like who else is going to get behind it? Like, you yeah. know,
1: and that's beautiful that you're giving back because somebody yeah. did that for you, you know, that totally. you decided to do it for other people. Yeah. Um, so this six song record, how long, I know one of the songs I just saw you release was it, you said, was it very old? It's like what, eight years old or something like that. Yeah.
0: So, um, how
1: long did it take you to write all these songs?
0: well, one of the songs it's actually the last track on the record it's a song called foreign thing that glide magazine just premiered um was on i have one record that i released when i was 21 years old um so that was seven years ago yeah because i'm 28 now um on like this little folky record that i did just like because i had some songs and some some friends were like oh you need to record these but i had like no idea like what who what my voice was or like what to like a it was just like okay, let's record these songs, um, and I it's a, it was on a record called "The Flood and the Fire," which people still tell me that they like listen to and like, and I feel like I sound like such a baby on it, so I can't listen to it. But I'm <laughs> really like touched that people still like it. Um, but that song was on that record, and um, that one just kind of like has stayed around in the set list over the years. And when I yeah. recorded it back then, it was like a fiddle voice, old time appalachian style ballad because that's like my kind of musical home base um yeah but then it kind of evolved into i don't know if you remember a local band around here called natural forces that doesn't play anymore but no they were like a cool like drum guitar duo that were friends of mine and they covered it once and i was like i loved their version and then so we kind of made our own newer version but it's just kind of has stayed relevant to me, but the rest of the songs are are newer just within the last couple of years, yeah, yeah,
1: that's awesome. I remember seeing you at um all that place in Franklin with my politic
0: uh kimbrose maybe? kimbrose yeah yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah but that was probably like four or five years ago when you had a, a full band and it yeah. was like all electric like yeah really badass
0: cool thanks it's still well i don't i won't say it's it's still badass <laughs> you yeah. can say it it's still badass i think it's no let's be honest let me like let me um practice what i preach to kids i think it's more badass now because i moved to when i moved to nashville and i was like playing fiddle in a lot of different bands and then i really wanted to to work out playing my own music and when i was a kid i played piano and then it was like when i was like maybe nine or ten like you could in my school district you could choose an instrument and like be in like the school orchestra or band program and they were like what instrument do you want to play and i was like can i swear on your podcast or no should i not okay i was like motherfucking drum kit like (laughs) let's do it and they were like both my you know my dad was my dad has always been very supportive of me playing music and so he wasn't like no but he was just like definitely trying to like redirect that energy so that they didn't have to have a drummer in the house um (laughs) but then also someone of the other kids told me they were like you're not you know that you're not going to play the drum kit in school band you know that like they're going to give you a triangle and then you're going to like sit in band and like play the triangle and I was like that's lame I don't want that so then I ended up playing the violin because also Dixie Chicks
1: right of course
0: era and like Marty was everything to me she was so cool Is so is so cool excuse me um but I've always like wanted to be in a rock band so when I started playing my own stuff I was um kind of went that route and but had never done it before and was just really played around town and experimented for a long time yeah. Time am um, playing with different people. And um, I love folk music or at least like the kind of, the way that I've experienced folk music, but also like I'm such a tone nerd and like spacey person. And I love pop music and I love shoegazy stuff and I love like ambient stuff and um, have always kind of dreamt and been like, why aren't those sound palettes combined more yeah. Cuz they're gorgeous together. So that's kind of the vibe that we landed on.
1: Yeah, which sounds yeah. great and really pairs well together. Um you know, you said I love folk music and I love rock and and I just think of like cuz Tom Petty is my all-time favorite like mm, songwriter yeah. and just how it that's basically what he did back then yeah. too, you know, like he was just like super in the like 60s like folk scene. And like, that's what he grew up on, but loved rock and roll and totally. just was like, you know what? This isn't a thing. I'm going to make it a thing. Just yeah. like this kind of combination of.
0: Hell yeah. And like, that's what folk music is about, man. Yeah. It's like folk music isn't about like, yeah, it's like a traditional sort of like there's an aspect of tradition to it. But it's like definitely not about like having a lot of rules that you have to follow. Like it's definitely to me at least about yeah, telling your story in a way that's, like, accessible and is less about, like, oh, I have to be this pristine and I have to do this right and I have to do this right. It's just, like... Yeah. No, just, like, make noise. Like, have a genuine, authentic outpouring of sound from your body. Yeah, and I'm
1: so tired of the, you know at least since i've moved here in the last 6 years of the like okay get to the course by the 45 mark yeah. you know like <laughs> cut it off by 330 and it's just like ridiculous you know
0: totally i and i get it it's like i get for radio it's like okay yeah. there is stuff that and part of it is like streaming too it's like yeah. streaming they like want people to stay in the platform. Well, you can listen to more that.
1: songs if the yeah. song is shorter. Yeah.
0: Totally. That was like, I love more, the band War on Drugs and their last record, A Deeper Understanding. I adore. I mean, I adore everything they do, but I fucking loved that like their first single from that track was like the 15 minute long song. Yeah. And they were just like.
1: Yeah, Or well, like Leonard Skinner back in the day where they're yeah. like, there's no way that the radio is going to play a 10 minute ballad. And totally. then, like, it's like the song that everybody screams at every concert. You totally.
0: Know? Yeah. And I, I have you ever experienced like when you're actually playing a show, any audience member having that same feedback of like, oh, I like that song, but it took too long to get to the chorus or like, oh, that was too long. You should make it shorter. It's like, no, yeah. no one has ever. No, I've never had that actual listener feedback. Ever. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I have either no one's like yeah or like where was the chorus i don't understand like the structure like no and yeah. that's what's great about americana and i'm so glad that the format is growing and that the radio format is growing and stuff like that because they don't really care like they'll play a seven minute song totally, if it's a awesome. good song yeah I um, love that. so you have a new single coming out um well it will it probably by the time the podcast releases it will be out uh what's the new single
0: Sure, the new single is a song called Cold, and it's coming out Friday. I'm looking for my phone to look at the actual date. Friday, January 24th or 5th, whichever is Friday. 24th. Yes, Friday, January 24th. A song called Cold is coming out, and it's actually my favorite song on the record. Um, yeah, it's almost my favorite song.
1: So after streaming this episode, go and stream that song. Should yeah.
0: definitely go stream that song um yeah it's it's both my favorite song on the record and then also um Parker McAnally from the band The Prescriptions who plays bass on my record and co-produced it and mixed the record and we really kind of him and me and then John who plays John one who plays drums in The Prescriptions and plays drum with me really kind of like hashed out all of this together um it's Parker's favorite I think favorite track how it turned out too
1: Will they be playing with you live as well?
0: Um, John is. Parker, uh, I think, ha- has had some bass things or has some schedule conflicts, but and they do play live with me sometimes, and John is playing drums on all of our release shows. Yeah, Actually, I was going to say,
1: yeah, your release show is at the five spot. Yeah, right? so
0: the record like, comes out February 7th. We're going to be on WSMB that morning and um, on the TV, and that's yeah. awesome I'm gonna re- try today to in nashville is that- yeah, yeah that and I'm, i have to remember there's to like, there's um i say the, the word shit a lot in the song cold oh <laughs> and so i have to remember um
1: what are you gonna say crap <laughs> i think
0: it's uh the it's spit i think it's um it's this shit used to turn out all right is the lyric that uh-huh. it is so i think i'm just i don't know let's have a listener poll call in with your suggestions yeah. i think I, i've sometimes done like these things used to turn out all right but like uh-huh. I, there's not i haven't found a great word substitution yeah.
1: for it the ship the ship used to turn <laughs> out all
0: right <laughs> perfect yeah It's yeah, yeah, really yeah. going like the te- technically i didn't say it but that's right. what you all heard yeah Route. Yeah, i like that it's yeah. deceitful <laughs> it's a
1: little deceitful uh, i used to have a friend that would open up on uh tour with us and sometimes we would play churches and he would do that he would nice. change shit to ship
0: that's great that's smart all right well we solved the problem yeah but yeah um a girl named molly martin who plays bass in the band daddy's issues is playing bass on the shows
1: okay so, cool yeah. so you're doing a uh, five spot and then uh, oh yeah
0: five spot show saturday february 8th
1: february 8th and where else are you playing for your release
0: we're right now for those um release dates just that weekend just doing that Nashville show. It's kind of like a de- debut record sort of situation. Yeah. So we're s- spread touring out, but we're going to be down in um Birmingham and doing some shows in Charleston, West Virginia, and in um, like the Bristol, Virginia area, and we were talking okay. earlier about getting we were get, we're going to get up to Pennsylvania, which is my um Home homeland where I where I hail from So yeah. we're gonna go visit some folks up there and do some pennsylvania shows
1: you said you're gonna do that this later this summer
0: Yeah, this summer we're gonna go up to pennsylvania and great. do some of that and um, maybe oklahoma city. I think we're gonna Yeah, <laughs> go out to oklahoma city
1: <laughs> Oklahoma city is is a fun town to play yeah. in Um, they have a few good clubs out yeah. there and tulsa is great, too
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll check out Tulsa. Maybe um, I was talking to a place in Austin. We might go play.
1: Really? Yeah. That's a long. That's, that's a long trek.
0: That's a longer trek. Yeah, sure. you'll have
1: to let me know if you need any Louisiana dates on the way down there. Oh, yeah. sure.
0: I would love that. Yeah. Um, I've actually never been to New Orleans. What? I know, and but it's like it's this weird thing because I'm obsessed with it uh, for, and I have been for a long time and like have listened to a lot of New Orleans like bands and music. And yeah. I just like think that I would love it. And my brother is in the Navy and used to be stationed in Pensacola, Florida. And every time I would go visit him there, we would plan cause my brother also like plays banjo and we, um, we used to like go busk when we were teenagers together. Yeah. Um, my brother has like a beautiful voice. Like my brother is a better singer than I am. Um, <laughs> but Um, we would always plan like, oh, we'll we'll go on like a day trip to new Orleans. And then every single time I visited him in Pensacola, there was a hurricane and we obviously could not drive to new Orleans. So I'm still yet to visit the Gulf
1: coast in August. Just don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, the tip I can give you. Uh, It's also way too hot. So like, you don't want to be, you you should go more in the winter fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's miserable in like June, July, August anyway. Yeah, so. that's what I've heard. Um yeah, New Orleans is great. Uh is uh Nola County. Have you is he playing your any of your singles? I don't know. It, yeah, I know your um your publicist um definitely has uh contact with him. So I'm sure oh, he cool. it's either in the queue or whatever. But uh Jimmy Placios is awesome oh, cool. um and he has a um radio show down there called nola county he just started a new one i can't remember what the name of the new show is but he's a radio dj down there that plays all the americana and american type uh stuff and um yeah yeah he's he's great and um he really like has been pushing for a scene down there in new Orleans, but because you know, there are some Americana artists down in new Orleans, but he's trying to get like a lot of the Nashville and Memphis yeah, and totally. different areas down there. It's
0: not, it's like, it's not far.
1: Seven hours. Totally. Yeah.
0: So like, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so you got to get down that. there.
0: Yeah. Let's do We should go do that together. Do you want to go it. play some shows in Louisiana? We're going. Okay. Love it.
1: Done. Um, I
0: also just love experiencing, places with people who are from there
1: yeah that's real special yeah because then you don't go to the touristy place right totally like no you don't want to go over here and get beignets this is dumb (laughs) let's go get crawfish over here yeah
0: yes that sounds great
1: you're like yep whatever (laughs) let's like go to
0: let's go to louisiana and plan like a couple shows but then like multiple days of just eating
1: right yeah just we'll fast for a week yeah before we go and just Actually, I can't fast <laughs> I don't think
0: you, anyone wants to meet me having fasted. Yeah. <laughs> I get really cranky and um I just like get really spa- way too spaced out if I haven't eaten. I eat like every 3 hours. I I'm like a grazer.
1: Yeah. I would start snapping at people probably.
0: <sighs> yeah, totally.
1: They'd say something funny and I'd be like you're an idiot. Yeah,
2: I'd just be like shut
1: up. <laughs> So, uh, you're going down, you might be going down to Austin. You got some yeah. uh, Pennsylvania dates. And um, are you still playing fiddle for people on the side while you do Girl Rights Nashville and your own album release <laughs> as well?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I
0: do. I play fiddle um, in a band locally called My Politic. You, yeah. know, you know Casper. Of course. And all yeah. Of them. Yeah, totally. Duh. We've <laughs> all hung out. I don't know why. I'm, I think that's how I met you. I think yeah. that's <laughs> how we met. <laughs> but. Um, they're actually playing my release show too. So the release show, I don't know if you saw the poster or anything is I'm really excited about. There's a comedian, right? Yeah. M- M.K. Yeah. Gannon is a comedian yeah. local, locally. And she um, she does a thing called the Eastside Comedy Festival that she puts together. And she also did a show, I'm, I want to say in the last year, but like, who knows? It might be have been like three years ago. But um, she did like a, a live comedic reenactment of the dinner party scene from... From the office, uh-huh. and like sold out three nights of it. It was so she's amazing, and she's like gonna be the host. So there's and then um there's like three bands Becky Warren is playing. I'm playing. The Sound o- Sound Awake is playing, and then Georgia English and My Politic are gonna do an acoustic, a little acoustic set, and Hayes Ragsdale of the band The Prescriptions is gonna do a little acoustic set, and so it's gonna be kind of like a weird variety sort of night.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, and then it'll end with. Uh, You're set at the end Um,
0: I'm gonna be sandwiched in the middle and then sound awake is gonna like take us home with the late night vibes
1: Nice, and that's february 8th, which is a saturday
0: saturday february 8th at the five spot. So it'll be It'll be really fun. That's great. That was yeah, I wanted to do Just like have a really fun party.
1: Yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's it's stressful to do like a album release thing. So it's always fun to just get a bunch of friends together and
0: Totally yeah Plus, I've, that's just like, it's, we, we were talking about while you were making me this delicious coffee that I'm drinking, it's, I'm kind of about, I'm pretty like holistic hippies and vibes about making music and I think that you should be like having fun doing what you're doing or like maybe having fun is, you know, there's lots of things about anyone's job or about like playing music that are not fun like they're difficult and they're hard but like i think that you should be like enjoying in some deep way like what you're doing right or why do it and like why ask people to come like so yeah for me it's like i want to i want to throw a show that i would love to hang out at if i'm gonna ask people to come hang out at it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where it's such a stress to to put on um like album release shows and i did like the last couple of records i've done like album release tours where i hit up all the places where i kind of had some fans and that makes it even more stressful because you're doing like multiple planning multiple totally
0: so if it just ends up
1: being a party i can imagine that's way more fun
0: yeah um plus like i have a lot of um um just like mental emotional health uh, concerns I, I, I don't even like the to say like oh mental illness or like mental health issues but I've just like had depression anxiety issues yeah. my whole life and so yeah like when especially as an independent artist that's like kind of newer you know like you're not making your whole living from what you're doing you're doing lots of other stuff like you said like we do girls right and I do this and then I side gig for people and yeah um, to, to plan like that whole coordinated effort by yourself
1: yeah, even like someone is, who hasn't been diagnosed with that will get so depression exactly. and anxiety. As, yeah. yeah,
0: as any as it at all, it's like this. It's a huge task to do it and not fuck it up. And then if you fuck yeah. it up, you're ruining relationships. You know, it's like if you book a gig and then do a poor job at it, and then like they're not gonna want you back. So it's like you know it's it's for sure is a lot of pressure and then if you and i'm also like adhd and so it's just like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so for sure my attitude is um like slow and steady wins the race and yeah i'm trying to do stuff at a pace that like works for me
1: the most stressed i've ever been or anxious i've ever been is uh actually last year i triple booked uh me and an artist from kentucky Mm. eric bolander (laughs) On the same night, like, uh, I think two of the booking agents had the same name and I got confused and we ended up triple booking and I had to cancel one and then we figured out a way to play two of the three. But like, that was the most stressed I've ever been because it was like, play the show, pack up, go to the next show. Like... (laughs) And there was a third show that we, we yeah. it would have just been impossible to do.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that sounds so stressful. But it, it's like it's a lot to keep track of. and like, Yeah,
1: yeah, on your own.
0: It's a lot to keep track of on your own as someone who, you know, no one who is like called to like write and like be a creative is like necessarily like. I feel like that part of your brain is like a very different part of your brain than you're like keeping track of things like yes answering your all your emails being organized like um, and it's just two very very different modes and like right. that maybe some people are really good at both but I am not like I struggle with that the, the, the uh, keeping track of things mode and have like you know I'm learned how to color code a planner now and so yeah. it's better but um yeah it's just like i feel like that can be so discouraging to so many musicians myself included if you like look at like the mammoth task that all that is and if you expect yourself to like do it perfectly and like do it in this like picture perfect way then it's you can just like not do it and
1: yeah it will it's it's such a I used to be like the manager and booker for um, an old band I was in. And so I got pretty good at it. So nice. I, I, it's not something I want to do. It's just something that I got pretty good at. But it's, it really is a different part of your brain and you can't like go from like booking and, and management to be like, I'm going to go write a song. Like it's totally, it doesn't flip like that. No, it
2: really doesn't. It's
1: just a completely different part of your brain that you, you can't just like, like once I turn it on, it's on. And like, my mind is like thinking about all the things I got to do. So I can't just switch to the creative side. And so, like you said, not everyone can do that. And, um, if you are a creative and you don't want to lose that creative, energy mm. like switching to that like um task oriented energy is like yeah it's gonna kill the creative totally. creativity
0: yeah absolutely yeah i don't know how to <laughs> i am perfectly trying to find that balance if anyone if you have any tips yeah
1: call in <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's that i said call in if call in yeah
0: oh yeah. here's my phone number
1: um perfect segue how do you um typically write and mm-hmm. are you uh, a dedicated writer is it like when the muse comes
0: yeah interesting question a little bit of both um i do really believe in like um developing like your craft as like a practice like yeah visit writing in some way every day um just like getting in the hat I, th- I think a lot of that is just like getting in the habit of sitting down and prioritizing that time and yeah um engaging that part of your brain which I'll do sometimes like even if I don't have time to like because I do really struggle with like getting in that mode where I'm like leaving the rest of the world yeah behind and just like turning inward and like focusing on that and I do really struggle with like finding that space um So if I'm really going to sit down and, like, try to write in terms of, like, really finish a song, then I really have to, like, kind of carve out that time. Um, But even if I don't have time to do that in a day, like... I will do just like little writing writers tricks all day long. Like every once in no, a, this is gonna sound weird. Every time I've said this to any any person, they look at me like I'm so strange.
1: Okay, I'm gonna try my best not to. <laughs> no, you.
0: I, I want your <laughs> honest. <laughs> don't <laughs> um, don't lie to me. But um, like just narrating what you're doing sometimes in like third person to yourself. Just like like you were like you would be describing a scene, like walking into a place, and if I'm just like waiting in line
1: no that makes sense I try
0: to instead of just be like let me check my email just like you know
1: I mean that's what you're doing in a song totally you're yeah. narrating your your perspective
0: totally so just like third person kind of flatly describe and like
1: do you ever amazing. narrate someone else like someone's in the <laughs> checkout line in front of you and you start narrating I've for never
0: them. done that but that's really yeah. that would be creepier and more interesting yeah. I like, yeah. guess. <laughs>
1: start building their life for them you know
0: totally i do i do do that like i i will sit someplace and like like if i go to the movies and i'm early i will sit and like try to figure out what everyone's relationship with each other is like oh are you married are you on a first date what's your body language like what's your story like yeah um and all of that i think is just like writer's mindset right And so that is, like, a pretty constant thing for me. And I don't know how to get out of that, which is maybe a good thing. Um, But in terms of writing, um, I feel like for my songs um, and, like, what I like writing about for my own music, which is definitely, like, a very specific thing, like, um, Mm -hmm. I kind of – it's really – I think I started writing – songs to like hash out my own like internal chaos a little bit and like gain some perspective on that and so a lot of times I'll write a song that's like from just like a moment in my life um uh that's kind of hard to explain I don't know how to to word that well and then I'm just kind of like trying to get back to like well what exactly was I trying to feel in that like one little moment and a lot of times it's like a pretty quiet and like pretty pedestrian sort of moment um yeah it's not like oh here's my big fucking thing that happened like let's write a song about it because all my stuff is like pretty it's very dreamy it's very kind of pensive it's kind of like where is this in um significance in the mundane kind of yeah sort of stuff yeah
1: well and i think that there are probably 95% of my songs if I wrote them exactly like verbatim how they played out in my life. Yeah. Then you wouldn't want to listen to the song. Totally.
0: You know? Yeah. It's like, you have to, you ha- you have to write a song. You have to be like writing a song first yeah. and then like using your personal life as fodder second. If you do that at all, you know, Which yeah. I think we all do. Cause like we're all, we're all just humans trapped inside of ourselves. So it's like, It's always going to be like you and your perspective entering in in some way. I do like
1: challenging myself sometimes too. And like writing in like a, um, like one of the songs I've wrote recently, I wanted it to be an open-ended song where it was open-ended enough to where you didn't know what actually happened to the person. It's like, did they die? Did they leave because they didn't Mm want to be with them anymore? Yeah. Um, was it a wreck? Was it an accident? Like what happened? Totally. Something happened. And, uh, kind of like I started off with that idea of like, I want this to be a song where 20 different people get 20 different answers when they hear it. Totally, um, yeah. and that's fun too, because then you don't, you, you get out of that rut for me personally of like writing the same way constantly.
0: Totally. Yeah. I'm like actually really big into that. I don't think like really any of my songs are super clear and that it's like this the cool here were your plot points um yeah. it's all um getting back to maybe like the americana shoegaze thing i don't know yet we need to <laughs> we need to workshop that shoot sh- i don't know how to combine those words not on the
1: spot i might have to no punch um, it in later
0: but it's just like <laughs> i'm a fan of like abstracty sort of lyrics and yeah um like pavement is one of my all-time favorite bands yeah and like i think that he's a great lyricist and people don't talk about that a ton of like how good those lyrics are. Or even war on drugs, how like good war on drugs lyrics are.
1: Sometimes it's hard to understand what they're saying. It's hard to understand yeah. what
0: they're saying sometimes for sure. Um,
1: or you're, you're just, just so focused on the feeling of it that you totally. miss some of the lyrics. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's why you just have to listen to it 80 times. Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's just like a good record that you want to listen to so many times. But, um, yeah, where it's it's like more about like uh get main, uh communicating a kind of just like abstract visual art too. It's like more about yeah. communicating a feeling um, and what that might mean to someone, anyone who's listening, rather than like, here's a story. Let me tell you what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's her name? Phoebe Bridgers is mm, yeah. is kind That's of so yeah that vibe of like. I mean, if you listen to some of the songs, you're like, okay, I see what you're saying here, but yeah. like sometimes yeah it's like you're just you're like ooh, I'm sad now and I don't know why and totally. then you go back and listen 14 times and you're like oh okay got it
2: yeah uh,
0: I just I do I just not knocking anything or saying that there's a right way because obviously there's not but just like personally I'm so drawn to and like I just love stuff that invites people to um kind of be involved with mystery in that way you know asking some bigger questions that don't necessarily get quick answers that is like feels soothing to me and maybe that's just like the world that we live in now that's like so fast and
1: what what is the answer for your new album oh what is the get...
0: answer to my new album yeah Good question what, what's the I answer that you're giving know. i don't know that there's like an answer really so that record is called bad actor um and there's a there's a title track that's called bad actor that um i think someone is premiering soon I don't know, it, <laughs> do i say that before it happens it's
1: yeah i mean well this will come out whenever the okay record... it
0: might be premiered already then by the time this yeah. comes out um so you can go listen to that one too um and the whole record all of the, the songs so i kind of went through like a rough personal stretch in my life where i had um moved to nashville i was playing fiddle in different bands like a side person and um kind of quit doing that because it had become somewhat unfulfilling and wanted to like redevote myself to making my own music and um and then like maybe doing some side gigs because i I love doing that i love being a part of other people's music too like that's a nice balance um but like less more less like cool give me all the gigs and let me be on the road all the time and more like
1: and only be known for being a violin player. Totally. Or, like, yeah.
0: cool, I'll play on your stuff because I like you and your stuff yeah. and also do my stuff. Um, but, uh and then um, my dad started, my dad had liver cirrhosis and he started getting um, really sick and eventually went on a liver transplant list and eventually got a liver transplant and now I was doing so much better. Um, but he was really sick for a long time and I was one of his primary caregivers. So I was back and forth to Pennsylvania a lot and I was like 24 years old. So, clueless <laughs> yeah. out in the world and trying to like still you know make enough money to like keep paying my rent down here because I was just did not want to like I was facing a little bit that like oh do I need to like move home yeah and then move back and what if I get stuck and don't come back and I just that's terrifying to me right um, and we had been planning to record some of my stuff and then it just kept Getting pushed back and pushed back because it was like, oh, let's record here these dates. And then I would just be like, I, something would happen. And I'd have to go to Pennsylvania and we could never book studio time. And eventually it was just like, well, we're, this is getting postponed because I want to be able to really show up and be excited about making music because I think that that's how you make good music. Yeah. It's like what, the, you know,
1: being present with it.
0: Being present and like the energy that you bring is the energy that's like going on tape or on Pro Tools. And, yeah. you know, that's how it works. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, it kind of got pushed off a while and then it morphed into like a very different little record during that time. Cause I wrote a lot of new songs about, um, I had made, had a concussion and was like going th- processing some stuff from my own childhood and like going to therapy for the first time to like learn how to manage yeah myself better. And, um, so it was just like
1: that'll help with songs what's that (laughs) that'll help with songs oh yeah totally
0: many a song seed was born in the parking lot outside my therapist's office which is great I think
1: they're like here's something (laughs) to think about and then you write like eight songs about it yeah
0: totally yes for sure therapy is great for so many reasons (laughs) um let's all go to therapy but uh so started you know so a lot of the songs are kind of about that and um and for me that was um kind of facing some some truths for myself you know um i think if you like grow up in a situation where it was maybe like a, a little traumatic as a kid yeah um it affects like the way that your self-narrative develops it just kind of does and you find out that you yeah. believe some unhelpful things about yourself or how to be in the world or like you know how to relate to other people and that's not your fault or anything but it is something that you kind of have to like face and be honest with yourself about because because it's like if you do then great maybe you can like live with a little bit more ease and if you don't then it's like you who's gonna keep suffering and the people around you and that sucks like right um don't do that to other people and don't do it to yourself but um so bad actor a lot of those songs are really about me kind of coming to terms with myself and um learning about the ways in which i was like kind of faking certain things and um just like not being maybe not being honest but also just like not being aware and but like willing to to yeah. see that and um
1: So the the question yeah. is who am I and the answer <laughs> is Jen Starsnick.
0: Right? Yeah, the question right. is like who am I and that's just like yeah and then it's all, but like exactly it's like this is who I am because I really felt like I was glad that we had to wait so long to make the record because Parker and John and I had a, like every time I was in town we'd be kind of like playing songs a little bit and like talking about the vibe and what I wanted to be. And, yeah, um, the record that got made, I feel like is, re- I feel really strongly connected to like, Oh yes, this is the music that I want to make. So you're right. It's like, yeah. who, the, who the fuck am I? Here it yeah. is. The, this is who I am. Yeah. And,
1: With a lot yeah, of confidence, yeah. I think. Totally.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. yeah. Um,
1: sure. normally, uh, we play a song at the end. Would you want to play a song for us?
2: Sure. in my house watching the snow fall with a view of the freeway and the cars as they pile up there's gotta be twenty dead so far in the storm of the century if this was another year go oh, you'd be here making love to me This shit used to turn out all right I'm never even worried about the ice It's a whole new feeling the feeling of falling of slipping over the edge. storm are you out in the blizzard are you perfectly warm in your snow boots and your mittens and there's a part of me hopes you're the same as you were in summer did the storm make you lonesome? Or are you stronger? This shade is to change.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Americana Station. Uh, Make sure you rate and review on your favorite podcast platform, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, We're on Spotify now. Um, Follow, tell your friends about it, share. It really helps a lot. Um, And make sure you listen to Star's next new EP. Stay tuned for Boo Ray. He's coming in a few weeks on the podcast, and we've got a lot of other people coming up um, in future podcasts that I'm excited about. Lots of great things going on this year, um, and we're going to start doing some uh, showcases on a more frequent basis. Um, we'll be talking more about that sh- shortly. Uh, really excited about uh, the people I'm teaming up with, so uh, make sure you follow us on social media. I'm slowly getting all my stuff back up. I have a Facebook page again. Um, there are two pages right now because I do not have control of the old one, but the new one is... Uh, americana station podcast on facebook so if you do facebook.com slash americana station podcast you will find us there and um you can also find me at facebook.com slash the will payne harrison or at will payne harrison on instagram and we have at america station and at will p harrison on twitter we'll see you soon